Welcome to the Educational Passages Podcast. This podcast is about the Educational Passages Program. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization that seeks to connect people around the world to the ocean and each other through unique global experiences. And now, here is the host of the podcast, Cassie Stymus. This is the first episode for this podcast called What is Educational Passages? In this episode, I talk more about our program, mission, and the importance of making connections to further our understanding of the ocean. I have Thomas Shepard here with me from Newfoundland and Labrador. He's a previous participant of Educational Passages, did a project back in 2018. Hi, Thomas. Hello. How are you? Doing great. Uh, thanks for inspiring this podcast for us and Educational Passages. Oh, you're most welcome. I think it was a great idea to do a podcast get the information out and let people know what Educational Passages is all about. Yeah, recently, uh, one of our projects from New Hampshire that landed in Norway got a lot of media attention, and we were invited to participate in quite a few podcasts, and that's a great way to have other people participate, listen more about the stories, have a way to bring in the students and bring in the deployers and, and really hear the stories straight from the people that were involved. Oh, yeah. And podcasting is a great way to get that information out there and have people participate. So, I mean, the really good ideas, you know, some people would like to come on to the podcast and talk about their experience and talk to different experts about ocean sciences, ocean climates, and, you know, really get to the the data of what the boats are recording and that kind of thing. So, before I ramble on too much and reveal too much, I'm going to ask you to explain to everybody, if you don't mind, what Educational Passages is. That's a great place to start. Educational Passages is an awesome nonprofit. I joined the group a couple years ago, but we work to connect people around the world to the ocean and each other. And we're doing this through these really unique global experiences. The mechanism is a mini boat. And a mini boat is a five foot long, uncrewed, miniature sailboat. It was designed a long time ago to sail across the ocean by itself. And we're using this as kind of an upgraded 21st century message in a bottle, um, which is this fascinating concept of sending your message out in the world and seeing what happens, seeing where it goes and seeing if someone finds it. But we're putting a GPS on it. And by doing that, we get to learn how are these things traveling around the ocean And so in a classroom or for us learners, that translates to what else is traveling? Marine debris, animals, the ocean itself. And we're getting really to greater ocean literacy principles and concepts and helping students be inspired to learn and to connect and to make change for the ocean we want. Uh, Well, that's a great explanation. Uh, I really liked it when we did our project in uh, 2018. Uh, at that time, the the mini boat was a it was a great experience. The GPS was the thing that was used to track it across the Atlantic Ocean, and we tracked our boat, and it eventually ended up sailing from the Grand Banks of Newfoundland and Labrador right across for about two or three months, and it ended up in Ireland, and that was a great experience. Now, I know that you've mentioned to me before that since then that you can now get like sensor packages to go onto the mini boat that gives you even more data or can provide more data about different things. Can you explain that? 
Yeah, absolutely. The new style of these mini boats have an upgraded cargo hold. And we did that because we wanted there to be enough space to add sensors. If these five foot long boats are going out to sea and they're telling us where they're drifting, where they're sailing, where they're moving, what other information can we collect that would be useful to better understanding how the ocean is changing? So we've worked with quite a few partners over the years to try to develop a sensor package. Recently, we started collaborating with a a group called Maker Buoy. And it's an Arduino open source system where you can add sensors, as many sensors as you want. So we're collaborating and we're putting these sensor packages inside the mini boat. And we're putting an air temperature sensor on the sail and we're putting a water temperature sensor at the bottom of the keel. And so as these boats are traveling, we can compare and contrast weather observations, satellite data, you name it. And we're giving this added level experience for the students to track it themselves. So they're going to come up with a research question before they send their boat out. They're going to collect the data. They're going to analyze it. And they're going to have people come in and help them analyze it, help them understand it. We've got a lot of ocean scientists, partners, and groups to help us with that. That sounds really interesting. I thought really interesting what stood out to me, too, is you mentioned about attaching the water temperature to the keel. You're talking about outside underneath? Yeah, and we're we're talking about the ability to compare and contrast the air and the sea. And are they different? Why are they different, right? Asking these questions to the students themselves to discover it with their own boat that they built, that they sent out. So there's going to be more ownership and interest in learning. I know when we sent out our boat, the Raven Caster, back in 2018, and it landed in Ireland in February 2019. The kids not only has a GPS in it, but they all kids got together in, in my class and they wrote notes and we actually had some on a USB flash drive, right? That even landed in the cargo hold that was sealed from watertight. People could get it. And then the students, hopefully where it landed, would read those letters and contact each other. And we would be able to connect with that school wherever the boat landed. So I guess that leads to another question is, do these boats ever get relaunched? You tell me, where's the Raven Caster now? The Raven Caster right now, Hellandit, is uh, actually, it's at the Visitor Center in Ackle Island, Ireland, on the west coast of, of Ireland. Right now, we're trying to get a project on the go where we can go over to Ireland maybe and relaunch the boat and help them there relaunch and connect to a school over in that area. So I'm really hoping that that all comes together. That's one example of where we could relaunch and that we hope to make some repairs or whatever repairs need to be made to the boat and probably add the sensor pack if we can and, you know, relaunch it and see where it goes. So can you give me some examples of some of the, the boats that were relaunched that, you know, you said continued on their journey? You know, and that's the whole idea of it, that it's not just going to be one journey. You know, we hope these boats travel the whole world ocean. I know there was a boat called West that was originally from Maine, and it had, I think, five or six different voyages. It landed in Portugal originally, and they tried to relaunch it offshore there. It kind of came back. So everyone is learning about the ocean and the difference between, you know, the current's influence and the wave influence and winds. There's 160 mini boats that have been set to sea and over 255 voyages. So you can see that quite a few boats end up getting relaunched. 
Yeah, I, know, I noticed that we had uh, in Newfoundland and Labrador, for example, there was three mini boats that uh, landed or washed up, or should say, around the south coast of uh, Newfoundland, a couple in the uh, Harbour Breton Hermitage area, and another one in the Burgio area, or off the coast of Burgio. Those are really interesting because I know that there's a gentleman at the Mon, uh, Patrick Wells, who is in the process now of trying to get some of these boats relaunched. And that would be really exciting to see. Yeah, that's a great example. Um, these three boats landed all at the same time, but they were not launched all at the same time. Interesting. Uh, How far apart were they? <laughs> Two of them were launched at the same time, but they kind of went in some circles and loop-de-loos, as some people call it. And then the other one was launched off of Nova Scotia. And what happened back in July, I think it was last year, Tropical Storm Elsa came through the Atlantic Ocean. And what happened there was pushed all three of those boats out of the Gulf Stream. Wow. And it pushed them north to the south coast of Newfoundland. So it's a great example of, you know, we can try to predict, but, you know, weather's going to happen. And now we have this opportunity to bring all three of those boats and all the three different classrooms and groups involved together to send it back out and have it land to another country and just keep adding to that learning experience. That brings up another really good point. Uh, What are the type of things that students who get involved with this project, teachers and students classes, that they can expect to learn from this experience of having a mini boat launching across the Atlantic, for example, and uh, following it? I think the mini boat really is a it's a platform of opportunity to dig into so many different things. We have history teachers, we have geography teachers, we have science teachers, maritime history teachers. The mini boat is giving students an opportunity to put their hands on something and build something and create it. I don't know about you, but I would pay attention way more in class if I had a cool project like that. That's going to make me want to learn without knowing I'm learning. <laughs> like, how does one get involved in this project? Uh, lots of ways. You know, we, we put out about 20 new kits a year. So new prog- programs are always starting. But remember, 160 boats have already been sent out. So there's quite a few that are on land waiting to be relaunched, waiting to be added sensor packs like the Ravencaster. So new adventures continuous adventures, volunteers, if you want to get into a classroom, help these students build it, be a part of it, share what's your career, what career could they have an opportunity to be a part of when they grow up. And donors and sponsors, you know, this program, we really want to provide it to more people. And so we need to offset the cost of everything that goes into it and have anybody that wants to have a chance to be involved, get involved. That's awesome. So I do know that these kits cost some money to purchase. You also have expenses with uh, GPS time, I guess, for satellite time. Is there anything else that people should know? Yeah, talking to satellites is not cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I would not imagine it would be. You know, it's great that we can see where these boats are going, but it's definitely not free. The technology, it's awesome, but it's part of the learning experience. It's part of the program. But what we do, if you want to get involved with a brand new kit, we call it mini boat in a box. And we send everything in a six foot long box that the teacher needs to just open it up and have the students build it 
It comes with curriculum for six different teams and it's peer to peer. The students are doing the work. They're breaking out into different teams and they're deciding what to name it. They're building, you know, assembling the keel and they're installing it and they're coordinating the launch. This is their program now. The possibilities are endless. And as a teacher, one of the things we always try to achieve is hands-on experiences in the classroom and authentic experiences makes their learning much more meaningful for the student. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Well, thanks, Thomas, for joining us on our inaugural uh, podcast episode. Uh, It's really great to hear from a, a teacher that participated and led this program for their students. Hope to have you back on throughout this and to hear more about Ravencaster and plans to maybe get that one relaunched. Thank you for including me in this podcast. And I'm looking forward to maybe doing another episode later on about our own experiences. Sounds great. And uh, we'll hear from other teachers and students and launchers and scientists throughout our podcast series. So please join us. You have been listening to the Educational Passages podcast. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization. Please consider making a donation to help us continue our work bringing people together to learn more about the ocean. To donate, head over to educationalpassages.org support. If you're enjoying this program, please consider subscribing to the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or from wherever you download your podcast. Thank you for listening.